Game Boys. Hey there, Internet. Welcome to the Game Boys podcast. My name is Lux and I'm your host. And joining me as always, he's trying to find a way to deal with 30 to 50 feral hogs every time his kids go out to play. It's Griffin Davis. All I want is three to five minutes of peace for my small children, Lux. The reaction time on those hogs. Unbelievable how quick. Unbelievable. Do you know about the feral hogs? Are you aware? Okay, so your brain isn't completely poisoned by Twitter. No, I try to no. stay off of Twitter. I'm only on Instagram. Okay, yeah. A different Constantly. kind of poison. Yeah. A kind Horrible of more wholesome poison, poison to be honest. Uh, well, Not well, really. Well, I don't <laughs> even feel like explaining it, but basically, I, like, our brains all collectively broke yesterday. Okay, like, no, it's I, worth it's worth explaining. It's a really funny post. Yeah. So this weird, this guy, <laughs> everyone's talking about all the gun control stuff, and this guy was like, I need an assault rifle. Because every time my kids go out to play, within three to five minutes of 30 to 50 feral hogs show up on my property, and I need a way to keep my children safe. So it's just it this. Is, it's one of the greatest tweets of all time. It's just this image of 30 to 50 feral hogs running into this guy's yard and chasing his kids around while he shoots the hogs with a gun that became the only thing on Twitter for about six hours yesterday. I just searched 30 to 50 feral hogs on Twitter. And one of the things is original tweet. Like people are trying to find the source. Again. <laughs> yeah. People are trying to get back to the core, the core of all of it. Okay. Here it is. Legit question for rural Americans. How do I kill the 30 to 50 feral hogs that run into my yard within three to five minutes while my small kids play? That was the only thing on Twitter for about three hours or for about six, six, eight hours yesterday. I think we're all so beaten down that (laughs) that this tweet just collectively broke our brains. It was the tweet America needed. We were all like on the brink of a massive depressive episode after the weekend. And then everyone's like, hogs, amazing. And everyone like felt better. You think this is the cure. I think this is the final straw. Like, I think our I think we're finally like loosey goosey now. Like we don't. Like everything is full upside down. Well, we're going to find out, I guess, next time something terrible happens. Yeah. Um, anyways, let's talk about something that isn't so depressing uh, yeah, or so should... great. I love these hogs. Anyways. Um, yeah. Griffin, let's, uh, why don't you introduce should... our guest? Why not? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we've got a, we've got a great uh, guest. You have seen her on Nickelodeon. You've heard her voice on AOK cartoons. Uh, she is uh, a food master. Uh, she's specked out in food skills. Uh, you can find that on Eat It Katie on Instagram. Uh, and she's just an all around hilarious sketch comedian. You've seen her on Haymaker at the Pack Theater. Welcome to Game Boys, Katie Molinaro. Thank you, Griffin. Yes, you Lovely are. Lovely to be here. You're welcome. Yes, yes. We're, we're, we're glad to have you here, Katie. You are an incredible food blogger because you're the only one that I follow. Uh, <laughs> which, which makes you good by default. Yeah, well, which makes you, you the, the best and the worst food blogger I follow. Oh, well, that's uh, good. <laughs> but, no competition. Uh, I, had, I had a few questions uh, about you because due to your food blogger status, you've had access to the new area at the Disneyland Park, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I jumped right on that. Got an invite. Had a great time. Yeah. So, you know, as a nerd podcast, we, we're, we're kind of dying to know what that land is like a little bit. Uh, it's completely immersive experience. Have mm-hmm. you been? So you've been to Disneyland? Yes. So uh, Familiar. if you go through like the Hungry Bear Cafe where that is, if you go down, you are immediately transformed into another place that is not Disneyland. You can't see any other part of the park from that place, yeah. which is 
kind of cool. Uh huh. Yeah, you that's know, a good first, design. Yeah. That's a that's a good design choice. When I'm at Disneyland, yeah, I'm absolutely. just trying to get away. Oh, 100. <laughs> yeah. All, once I get into yeah. that park, all I want to do is You know when you want to get away from, from Disneyland? I've paid 175 dollars to exist here, and I gotta get out. Yeah, gotta get out. Gotta go to Batu once in a while. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So all the food's weird. Okay. They they have blue <laughs> milk. They have green milk, like blue milk from uh, yeah. I think episode Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, and so and the New Hope, I guess. Yeah, I guess well, we, he drinks we found that. out where the cows come from. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Last Jedi. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a weird, okay. a weird island planet. <laughs> well, there's um, there's uh, a cantina where it's like it's super annoying because it takes like five drinks to get drunk. Like right. it doesn't, it and, doesn't have as much alcohol. You only have like thirty minutes to be there or something. Exactly. Right? Like so. they they cap the times because it's so busy. But I mean, it's worth going in for a drink and the experience because mm-hmm. it's it's pretty cool in there. How they, is the ride? The ride, um, you know, it's one of it, it's one of those motion rides mm-hmm. that um, like not a real ride, but like a screen that's like showing everything. Yeah, you're like flying the Millennium Falcon, and yeah. there's people in the back, and they press buttons. But I oh, don't, so it's a little bit of a game. It's game a little aspect. bit of a game aspect in the Millennium Falcon. Uh-huh. So uh, I think the best place to be is the pilot position because you actually get to fly. If you're in the rest of the ride, you're just kind of sitting there, right? Um, so it all depends on who the pilot is, though, because if you crash the plane, basically your game's over. So wait, fuck it up for so everyone. You can, you can fuck because that's my question is like, yeah. you obviously, you can't fuck it up enough to ruin the ride for people. And you you can. basically can. You basically Incredible. can. That's which amazing. Is c- kind of ridiculous. You wait two or three hours and you let some fucking scrub <laughs> man the wheel. <laughs> like and, a kid and, sits in the pilot seat. You're like, I've been waiting two and a half like, hours. Oh, no, no like you go through here. the game, but there's certain <laughs> aspects of the game that you cannot uh, get in, unless you uh, beat <laughs> certain levels. Like if you're on the ground the whole time, yeah. you're not going to go into hyperspace. Oh, my God. You know incredible. what I mean? But it's super fun. Um, also, I don't wait in lines at Disneyland. If you don't, if you don't know how to wait, uh, not wait in lines at Disneyland, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, you're you're it's all about the new mobile app FastPass. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Always use FastPass for everything, because like if you can't get on the ride uh, when you want to, you just go, oh, I'll go on it later. Mm-hmm. Like you'll stay to go on the ride. Come on, guys. So my final question was there was this news story that because they were trying to keep people in that area only for a little bit that like you had a time limit. And if you exceed the time limit in the park, stormtroopers will escort you out. 100%. That's real. That's real. It's very cool. That, I mean, that seems like something that you would want to do, right? Be like, I want to get kicked out. Like that's the right way to exit. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. I feel like that's the only way to leave. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what's I the point? What's the point of just walking out when you can be escorted out like a criminal? <laughs> right? They're like, uh, "Get out of here!" Really? It, yeah. And, and then um, there was a woman who was getting uh, taking our picture in front of the Millennium Falcon, and she was like, "You need to come back at four o'clock, and you need to kill my husband." Like she was a hundred percent serious, and I was like, "What?" She's like four p.m. Also, when <laughs> to you, be fair, she was saying that on "It's a Small World." Too. Oh yeah, she was, telling she was just doing that. it to everyone. <laughs> um, no, she she uh, and, oh, and then um, so they they use uh, tokens instead of money. They they call it your um, wait. It's not tokens. Is it credits? Credits. Uh, yeah, they credits. Well, star credits usually are no good here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> typically, no typically good your cre- your your republic credits are no good here. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's a question. It's really nerdy. Here's a question I have. Um, 
When you go to the cantina, do they play uh, the George Lucas's invented genre of music known as jizz? <laughs> Did y'all know that, right? I, I know. It's like J-Y-Z-Z, right? <laughs> no, it's J-I-Z-Z, but it's spelled <laughs> like jizz. <laughs> it's just fully just space jazz, but it's jizz. It's space jazz, but he calls it jizz, and it's the funniest thing. Is that what they play in the cantina, though? They're like... Yeah, they play that... That stuff. They play that fucking but song. Then they, but then they play like remixes too. Oh no. It's like <laughs> oh, Avicii no. pops in to do a little Avicii on the Jizz remix. Unbelievable oh, no. stuff. <laughs> I think they should get Jizza on the Jizz remix. Well, um, almost, well, wait, wait, we talked we talked about the time that I almost got kicked out of Disneyland on the podcast. Oh Me, no. Yes, we, yes, the Strangers, we did. the Strangers in Paradise story. Yeah, you were smoking weed in Disneyland and you heard the security say Strangers in Paradise. And then Uh-oh. he chased me around and I escaped and then I went on yeah. a ride. Which is incredible. Because to evade Disney security, I mean, because you'll get kicked out for life if they catch you smoking weed in there. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm good at crime. Is yeah, one thing Katie, about me. Katie knows that's an act of fear of her. It really is. Like I am afraid to bring weed to Disneyland. So she I, walks that tightrope. Uh, anyways, mm-hmm. it's exciting nerd culture stuff. I'm excited to go to the park. Maybe Lux, when you're in town, we should all go and do a little trip to Galaxy's yeah. Edge. Yeah, Lux. I'm gonna be know. I'm gonna be hanging out for a week on other side, like for a week total on other side of this wedding. So there will be time. Well. Speaking of time, I think it's time for us to get to a little bit of video game stuff. Uh, so normally we ask you what you've been playing this week, but we've kind of already talked a little bit about Star Wars. So I think let's get right to video games and start with everyone's favorite video game news segment. Welcome back, guys, to Toxic or Toxic, the video game news show where I say stuff that's happened in the news of video games, and you guys say from the gut if you think it's Toxic, as in like bad, incel, negative, gross, get it off my internet. Or if it's toxic, as in the Britney Spears song, which is a slap, a hit, a banger, and a good thing. So, starting off, guys. Politicians, again, blame video games for shootings, despite the evidence. Toxic. (laughs) (laughs) What is this? <laughs> you gotta say from the gut if it's toxic or if it's do 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 toxic, which is toxic. the good yeah, yeah, toxic. that's bad. It's bad. <laughs> the evidence has been not linked, but guys, I think in a certain way, it's I've never seen more solidarity for gamers, more defensive gamers. This is truly everyone putting up their magic ring and all the lights like. Connecting my, in the sky. My favorite thing about it is that it's like extremely the like Trump as daddy complex and it's like most clear and obvious daddy. where he's like literally like bad gamers. You're grounded. And I'm taking away your Xbox because of all these shootings. No more. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. ugh, makes me so angry. Yeah. Let the people play GTA San Andreas with the hot coffee cheats. Yeah. Gotta have my hot coffee mod. Uh, anyways, yeah, they're 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 gonna lose that one. Uh, we're all in solidarity, and it feels great. Uh, Trump may be daddy, but I am baby. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot, a lot to unpack there. Let's do the next one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, new. I think game. I got the hang of this. <laughs> <laughs> New board game lets Bruce Lee fight Buffy, Bigfoot, and Jurassic Park Velociraptors. (laughs) It's a tough one. It's it's like I don't want to yuck anybody's yum, but that fucking sucks. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, sure, I, I guess people can like it and it's cool to make games about things that you like, but like, ugh. <laughs> like, I'm confused about the, like, okay, Jurassic Park Velociraptor is pretty, like, like you fight Velociraptors, but why would you fight Buffy? Like, Buffy's a good guy, right? Maybe in this game, Bruce Lee is a vampire because he is dead. Oh, and so that's why he must fight Bigfoot Buffy in the Jurassic Park Velociraptors? <laughs> All things known to hate vampires. Um, I, don't, I, I love, love a good mashup. I love a good mashup. I'd yeah. say toxic. Oh, yeah. I'm saying do, 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 toxic, especially because, do, 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 you know, do, do, do. some people thought, thought that Bruce Lee's re representation in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that he didn't really come out on top. I think he needs a win. I think this. This is the win that people were asking for. Yeah, this is a big cultural yeah, win for the legacy it. of Bruce Lee. I think he was way to honor his memory. He was he, he the, after the Tarantino movie. He was rolling in his grave, but this board game has allowed him to rest easy once again. <laughs> Moving on, uh, E3 reveals that it accidentally doxed over two thousand journalists that attended the event. Toxic. Okay. That's All right. so bad. Sure, sure, sure. That's like, uh, it's insane how bad that is and how insanely irresponsible. Like, you can't just put up a spreadsheet with people's like home addresses and personal phone numbers and email addresses publicly on your website, especially with video game fans being psychos the way that they are. Why would they do that? Why did they? Do I mean, that? they didn't do it on purpose. They're just bad at doing their job. It was mm -hmm. like a giant oopsie, but like yeah. a really big one. It's hard to run an event, you guys. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, you know they don't definitely don't have any money or resources. No uh, or massive corporate investment. Uh, you know, for me, uh, this is a in some ways it's a do 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 because I sort of dodged a bullet, Lux, uh, because me not breaking into E three sort of now wisely and presciently didn't go in. I sensed something was wrong. Mm. Uh, and I see. You just weren't invited. Well, no, I, just, just to unpack, just unpack this it. for a second. Do you think that if you'd successfully snuck into E.T. as a fake food courier, they would have added you to the media list? Well, Is I, that the assumption you're operating on right now? Well, as a reporter, once I'd gotten in, I would have no choice but to report. And that would have then put me in the video game journalist uh, sphere. And I believe that maybe then I would have gotten docs. Sure. Um, also, I leave my, my my card everywhere. Yeah. Also, I like to write my address on the door yeah. of every place <laughs> I get into. So, you know, that's a problem, too. Well, yeah. a, win, a win for me, a loss for journalist privacy. Moving on, uh, a little movie news, kind of tangential. Venom 2 will be directed by Andy Serkis. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Have you seen Venom? No. Oh, man. It's good. Oh, man. Yeah. It's like Tom Hardy's having a sweaty panic attack for a whole movie and it whips oh ass. There's a scene where he's in a lobster tank at a fancy restaurant. That's a great scene. What? Yeah. He jumps in a lobster tank. There's a lot of him like shaking his head really fast and making a weird face when he comes out of it. It's Do like the lobsters have their claws? Um... Rubber banded. Rubber banded. Um, I think. Or no. I think they're movie lobsters, so they were oh, trained. Yeah, yeah trained I think they were they were unrubber banded, but thoroughly trained lobsters. <laughs> wow, yeah. that's dangerous. They taste a lot better uh, than than untrained. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Well, that's because uh, when untrained lobsters feel fear, like untrained lobsters can feel fear, and fear makes them eat worse. But trained yeah. lobsters have no emotions because they're like exactly. Jedi. Lobsters live forever. Well, guys, that? yeah, I that's so fucked up. <laughs> I know we eat them. Lobsters they can live. live for hundreds of years, but we eat them. 
Wow. Yeah, there's like, Is I think it's like this thing where like, I mean, I don't, I'm not rich enough to eat them, but. Oh, I am. Dude. <laughs> there's this no, thing I'm where just like kidding. lobsters just Every like Every time I eat lobsters, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Wait, why did I do that? Now my meal's over. That's me all the time. The end. Um, if the I was break about eating, lobster ain't that great. That's the yeah. tough break with eating food is that eventually you have to be like, oh, it's all gone now. It's I feel gone. like the richer you are, the more ancient things you should consume. Like, I feel like. Oh, yeah. So you're saying Jeff Bezos eats dinosaurs is what you're trying oh, to yeah, say. No, no Jeff line. Bezos eats the world tree. Okay. <laughs> uh, guys, I had to throw in that one, which is kind of not that video game related because I needed some positivity in this video game news week because we're going to have to end it with another contentious one. Our last segment, uh, Hulk Hogan returns to WWE 2K20 set to release this October. <laughs> Super bad. Toxic. Toxic. Yeah. There we go, guys. He's it's so loud. I'm he sorry. Sucks. No, you're great. He sucks so bad. I hate that guy so much. He sucks. We don't need him. He wasn't even he- that good at wrestling. Honestly, no. the only way that WWE could fix this is if they had a matchup between Hulk Hogan and Gawker.com personified into a wrestler. That would be incredible. I would watch it if they had Hulk Hogan do a one on three uh, one on three match with the New Day, three black wrestlers, and he doesn't hit even one yes. move, and they just beat the shit out of him for twenty minutes. Yes, like just <laughs> yes, just I like paid, sh- I pay for view that. Yeah, just like shoot, kick the shit out of him, and then yeah, like and, he goes and, to like a shoot hospital and dies. And then he tries to tap in Peter Thiel, and you can do the same exact thing to him. Then he tries to tap in Bubba the Love Sponge, and he's like, "You fucked my wife on camera. Get out of here." <laughs> well, now that we've got into a bunch of references that only. of our audience will clock. I think that was video game news. Thank you guys for playing. I think it was a toxic week, but we are staying positive. Stay pause, baby. Now, Katie. Yes. I've asked you to bring us a game this week. I was surprised that this was one of the options. How are you surprised? Uh, It's, well, it was a happy surprise. Okay, good. Uh, Fans of this podcast canonically know it's been a really dark time for me with this franchise. We've talked about two of the games in the past on this podcast, and we're sort of in a very dark moment. And I think that this may be the redemption arc that I, the series, and this podcast needs. So I'm very excited. But first, let's get into a little bit of history about this game. You guys may have heard a little bit of this history before, but let's go through it one last time. In the late 1990s of Japan, two producers at video game company Square Enix hoped to create a game as iconic as the popular Mario 64, but lamented that no characters could rival the popularity of Mario besides Disney. (laughs) A chance elevator encounter between the producer and a Disney executive allowed the Square producer to pitch the entire concept of a mashup game between Final Fantasy characters and Disney. As they stepped off the elevator, they were given the green light for one of the most ambitious and improbable crossovers in gaming history, known as Kingdom Hearts. The game would release in 2002, immediately capturing the hearts and minds of Disney fans and gamers alike, with an explosion of sequels and fandom that would continue for the next two decades. Fans waited over 10 years for Kingdom Hearts 3, but upon its release, tragedy struck. The game was bad. So bad that it recontextualized the previous entries and made them look worse by relation, leaving one host of Game Boys in an existential depression that he may never recover from. We now live in a dystopian world where Kingdom Hearts is looked down upon by gamers and haters alike. To that, 
I say no more. Today, we go on a redemptive arc to the original game to define for the world why hearts, magic, and Disney friendship are an unstoppable force that combine together into one of the greatest video games ever made. <laughs> Fucking Christ. This week, it's Kingdom Hearts 1. Man, Katie and I spent like 70% of that, both of us refusing to look at you with our heads in our hands. You just went fucking psycho, bud. It was great. Yeah, well, I mean, no, it was that's good. exactly what that game needs. That was the most passion you've brought to anything on this podcast in over a year of doing this podcast. Yeah, and you can inhale it, you can edit it all out. No, don't do it that. Is, no, it's perfect. It is so epic. Like, j- that's just that opening shot. Yes. Of just like all the house, different houses on these different planets. I was like, what the hell? Exactly. Am I on mushrooms? Yes. So So I am. So so that's why we all did a little micro dose before this to really take us back to that place. Obviously, I'm passionate, but I need to channel this through Katie's experience. Not mine, because you guys know how I feel already. Uh, Katie, where did this game? Where, where did you first encounter this game? So, uh. Blockbuster, remember that place? Mm. Rest in peace, dude. I fucking miss Blockbuster. Me too. Sucks. So like, anytime there was a snowstorm or something, we'd be like, "All right, snowstorms coming. Got to go to Blockbuster. Load up on the games. Load Mm -hmm. up on the the shows and everything." So one day, Blockbuster um, had a sale on video games because they were selling games. They weren't doing really well with the selling of the games. They were doing well with the renting, but not the selling. Mm -hmm. And Kingdom Hearts was. Like less than $10. Oh shit. Okay. It was very cheap. Yeah. And I was like, Disney, what's this? I like Disney. I'm going to play this game. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Same here. I was like a kid. I was like interested in Disney stuff. And I was like, what's this Disney video game with this other weird ass thing? But I had no idea what I was getting into until I started it. I thought it was like a parody. Like it seemed, <laughs> it seemed like it was a parody game, and it was like my first encounter. I think I was in high. When does what year did this game come out? Nineteen ninety. Two thousand two. Oh, two thousand two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah, that makes all that makes so much sense now. Yeah, because it was the it was like boy bands, Spice Girls. It was like all that shit. Yeah. Early two thousands, Britney Spears. Oh man, imagine if the imagine if the Kingdom Hearts people went to Spice World. Imagine, but <laughs> just they were just wow. like, you know what? what a, I can't even wrap my head around it. They, they, go, to, they go to movies. They go to movies. Spice World is an incredible VHS. It's got World right there in the name. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I was in okay, middle so, yeah, school. You were a kid, and you you're expecting Disney, but then you start playing, and there's this like opening scene that's trippy as hell. Yeah, it's like. It was my first encounter to like, wow, maybe I'm going to be that type of person who likes drugs. (laughs) And it turns out that game was right. That game opened my eyes to like, like that and Yoshi's story, you know, like those in those in that kind of realm. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it it is trippy as hell. And I guess what I describe that is it's like the first time I experienced that weird Japanese RPG shit. Yeah. That's what all the Japanese games are like. But like I'd never experienced that before until they fused it with Disney. Yeah. I think for a lot of kids in America, it was their first time experiencing that weird Japanese shit. And then I, I guess love now, but at the time it was like so weird and like alien. Right. And I guess we should Is get into how I had the out? flip experience because I grew up <laughs> watching Warner Brothers cartoons and playing weird Japanese shit. 
And then when this game came out, I was like, oh, why do I care about these fucking people? Mm-hmm. Um, but I played it because my friends were playing it. And that's how I got. Like, and I like Disney shit now. Um, but I easily got into it because of Kingdom Hearts. Like I yeah. maybe watched like Little Mermaid and like Lion King as a kid. But I didn't really get into Disney movies until after I played Kingdom Hearts because I was like all about Roadrunner and Bugs Bunny, etc. Right. I was a well, hardcore so, Looney Tunes whoa, crossover. kid. Crossover. <laughs> Man, uh, yeah. If only they'd done a Roadrunner world. I oh, guess if there was a JRPG one. set in the world of uh, Looney Tunes, I'd, I'd be playing Blood it right Runner. now. <laughs> Paramount's King's Dominion. That's like Roadrunner world. It, that's like yeah. You know. No, that's why I like. I I used to go to King's Dominion as a kid. That was like the Hell main yeah. trip for like youth groups and shit from DC. Would be to go to the King's Dominion I'm in from Virginia. DC. Oh no, shit. Where in DC? I'm from well, from Northern Virginia. I'm from uh. Uh, Oakton. Oh, cool. I'm from uh, from regular D.C., the city one. Wow. I went to Catholic. Nice. Uh, I'm running for president in D.C. Me too. I am the president <laughs> of Kingdom Hearts. Whoa. Whoa. Intriguing name for a place with a president. Um. <laughs> so this, the this, this story of this game is complicated. So I just want to give <laughs> the epic. base premise, which is essentially you are uh, a kid who has lost his friends across the universe and you team up with Disney characters and go to different worlds with each that are a Disney movie with all the characters from that Disney movie. And you have kind of a Japanese RPG mission experience through all these worlds uh, and try and attempt to find this girl you're in love with and your best friend that you're also in love with uh that are both like i guess spread out across the world and you can't find them anymore so that's a basic premise and i think what this game does so well and so much better than later entries is it like just does the story of each disney movie pretty pretty well i think it's like fun to jump into them again well it makes it what it does it makes it fun to explore the worlds as you're in them like the problem with kingdom hearts 3 was that like so many of the quests were like designed to show you the world but also sucked so it would be like, go find 300 crabs so we can show off our Pirates of the Caribbean world. And it's like, I don't want to look for 300 crabs. Yeah. That sounds miserable. <laughs> um, but in this game, like the quests were more fun. They were tied into stuff. And it was compelling enough that it like got me into Disney shit as like a 11, 12 year old boy. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is like, you know, a testament me to too. like some degree of like immersion <laughs> and interest. Uh, now, that they're able to achieve with these other games. Later ones have not because they've both been like, ugh. Right. And they used all the good worlds in this one. I mean, we got Alice in Wonderland. We got Tarzan. We got uh, some Beauty and the Beast shit. Uh, what else we got? We got Pinocchio. Got some Hercules. Hercules. Yeah. Like, got oh. some James Woods shit. Yeah, some James Woods. James uh, Woods lends his voice to this game. Uh, does he? Or is the, I think, are they all impressionists? Who knows? They're all. I think they're impressionists. They probably the have actors. to be. Yeah, they all sound kind of off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I know like, that uh, Tom Hanks' brother does all the Woody voices. Really? Uh, Tom Hanks' No, Tom Hanks' brother, like, famously, he's like, Wait, whole, what? In that game? Yeah. Or just it, in real, in the movies? Um, no, in, in, in Tom Hanks, like, real no, in, in every like all the times where they like use, I think it's Woody, right? Woody is Tom Hanks. Um, yeah. Every every time they use Woody in like non the actual movies, like Tom Hanks's brother just does the voice. That's wild. Tom Hanks's brother is like largely has like a huge career of like doing the voice for characters his brother made famous when his brother doesn't have time to do the voices for them. He's the leftovers. Yeah, he's Tom Parada's the leftovers, but a guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Kitty, how far into this game did you get? 
Um, <laughs> I have a really low attention span, so <laughs> I have never finished a game without cheating. Nice. Um, I probably cheated. Yeah. But do you actually finished it though? Uh, probably not. No, it's, a, it's like a long game. And no, like, I, I didn't finish. It I don't think I've ever finished a game except The Little Mermaid. It's the right. only game I finished. Or huh? like Mario, Super Mario Three. Like I've only finished like a couple games that are super simple. But any of those big games, like once N sixty four came out, it was like there's too many worlds <laughs> too many levels like there's too many levels you have to spe- it's like risk it's like you're playing risk for the rest of your fucking life right yeah you're and looking for an hour or less yeah that's that's my kind of game for sure so like God, you know i would go game. play it like whenever yeah whenever i wanted to hang out with my friends goofy mm-hmm. and mickey yeah, <laughs> i fucking hate risk just saying that game risk sucks risk sucks super bad like any great video game that came out in n64 like um like Zelda like Ocarina of Time is great but like once a level got too hard for me I'd be like fuck this I got better shit to do right okay yeah <laughs> I was always that kind of gamer for sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> like let's play some video like that's why I like Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 so much because yeah. I would just be like oh yeah that's, that's like a turn on turn off whenever right yeah I mean I think there's a lot of I think that there has been like just to like talk about modern video games for a second like there is kind of a loss of that kind of game like every game wants to be like so epic and serious now that there are so few games no that you can just like that. yeah I, that's why I fucking love my switch because like the switch has so many games that are just like pop in goof off for 20 minutes and get out of here that's all you uh, want yeah that's all I usually want that or I want to play for 13 hours straight and then nothing in between that's kind of how Kingdom Hearts is though because you like don't have to keep going like I don't need to know what happens <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sure they're gonna find their friends like they're like goofy and Mickey aren't gonna die <laughs> like what, well, what are they wait gonna... till Kingdom Hearts 2 <laughs> yeah. oh shit shit gets, shit gets real in Kingdom Hearts 2 <laughs> oh boy um so is there a world that you remember really liking the most um no (laughs) that's that's a fine answer too (laughs) um but like i remember the game being hard it was really hard that's why i would give up on it like it was it was so glitchy too it was a super glitchy game oh really like it was i remember it just never worked for me but maybe it's because i got the shitty version from blockbuster and I would like scratched or something. Yeah, it must have been because <laughs> it was so glitchy. But it was a lot of time inside the palace. Okay. It was always like in those the clouds. I don't know. It was always just weird. Yeah. Every world kind of looked the same. But yeah, it's weird. like um, there's like a few different things that like for someone who was just like, oh, I like Disney were like kind of like surprising and like confusing. It was like. First of all, like, there's, like, really long cinematics, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. So it's like, oh, like, what is going on here? Uh, And then there's just, like, all these weird characters that you don't know standing next to Disney characters. Oh, yeah. It's, like, jarring and shocking in that way for, like, a lot of reasons. like, wait, why is Goofy here next to this guy with, like, his hair's on fire? And then on top of that, it's, like, an action game where you have to, like, lock on to stuff and, like, jump around and, like, be good at, like, swinging and hitting. So it's, like, for a 10-year-old who's never played a game like that before, it's hard. Yeah, it's it's a hard game. Yeah, it's a weird, (laughs) it's a weird, it's a game that, like, the tonal confusion of the first game only gets worse as the games go on like the first one at least like feels somewhat coherent in a little kind of way but by the third game it's just a fucking mishmash of like it's fucking nonsense now i don't find it to be totally con 
confusing. I just don't think it's for the, 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 like the people you think it's for, which are like young kids. It's actually more for like tweens and teenagers. Yeah, it's that by Kingdom Hearts 3, it's like not for anyone. <laughs> yeah, by Kingdom Hearts 3, it's very, it's, it's, yeah, it's checking every box so like no one's happy. Yeah, no one like, it's freaking, <laughs> yeah, we, we've talked, we can just go to the Kingdom Hearts 3 episode to hear about this. It sucks ass. But still, like, this is, but Kingdom Hearts 1, and why I always say this one is still the best one, is it's still very simple in a lot of ways. If you're just looking for a good, simple Japanese RPG, it's got like a lot of heart. It's got a really simple setup. The whole kingdom of heart. It's got a fucking whole kingdom of hearts. Uh, and it's just like, it's just, they, they, they dole out power slowly. You, it's, it's simple. You only gain a few things each world. You slowly get stronger. Like, it's just simple and well done, in my opinion. And it's like watching a movie more than playing a game. It, it is, a lot of the time. Because <laughs> I just watched like a bunch of clips back to back, and I was like, oh, it's like I'm watching a right. Disney movie. The difference right. is I was invested in the story of this first one in ways where it's like, oh, when I'm watching like the movies and the later ones, it's like really boring and really sucks. But right. like the first one doesn't rely on that much mystery it's pretty simple like there isn't that many extra layers of bullshit when you get down to it there's just like the bad guys and you're trying to find Kyrie. right well the first one's always like you're at a place and it's like the villain from the movie is doing some sort of nasty shit yeah you better's at it again yeah you better stop him and then you do and on the way there you like hang out with your friends from that movie and see like three or four backgrounds from that movie and yeah. you get to be like, wow, Agrabah. Oh, great. <laughs> I love it. Um, and there's something to that where it's just like it it's world building with like kind of simple quests. And then that's like pretty fun. And it's fun to sort of engage with like the contrast of the JRPG shit and the Disney shit. And like because it's not overwrought, it's like pretty easy to like put all the confusing shit aside and just get into it. And, Whereas, it's, and it could have been so easy to fuck up. Like they could have, yeah, like, they could have, they did twice. <laughs> yeah, they they did it later <laughs> twice. But it's like like going to these worlds and having them be like, oh yeah, that is pretty much the movie. Like you know, like in getting getting good voice actors and making you feel like the right textures of each movie. Like I think they did that shit really well in the first one. Yeah, no, they did, and they hit a lot of those same notes. They did a good job. One thing I always found very impressive about this game is that like it understands the slight differences in tone between Disney movies. Yeah. And so the different worlds all feel a little totally different as far as like the density of jokes versus the versus seriousness and like the way they're colored and the way they're designed. And I think that like that's cool and smart and like spoke to why Disney movies are good. And the later ones kind of like have a generic Disney mode that goes across the whole game and just kind of sucks ass. Right. Well, you spoke about one of the only games you've beat is the Little Mermaid game. (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah. (sighs) The... One of the hardest levels to beat in Kingdom Hearts is the Little Mermaid level. Uh, they were like, oh, you thought this Nintendo game was easy? Fuck you. <laughs> it is pretty difficult to <laughs> move around do. on that level. I don't know if you remember that level or got that far, but you turn. I'm into, telling you, it was glitchy. <laughs> you turn into a dolphin and you have to like kind of float and swim around. And it's difficult. It's not easy and it takes some learning. It's probably the jankiest level of the game. One could argue that games have yet to figure out how to move around on underwater. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, and it's like, hey, we better learn how to live underwater pretty IRL. Hashtag global warming. Hashtag Jay Inslee. <laughs> hey, love Jay Inslee. What a handsome dad. Yeah. Oh, what a handsome earth loving dad. But, yeah, uh, but I, yeah, that level is tough. That level is tough. I just really enjoy in this game sort of how um, 
I mean, this even has like a little bit of like obviously not like Sekiro Dark Souls DNA, but like the bosses do feel distinct and have like different strategies for beating them, stuff like that. That again, like you lose like this game works because not because it had the most references or the most things in it, but because it like was really specific about how the references worked and made things feel different and distinct. The later games sort of get away from that, and that's sort of why they suck. The one thing this game did really well was take a page of the Square Enix's book in the sense of like each section of the game feels like a whole new zone. Right. Um, whereas like in Kingdom Hearts three, like Toy Story world just feels like a reskin of Hercules world, which just feels like a reskin of whatever other places you go. I can't, I, we did that game like four months ago. I can't remember it. I just fucking repressed <laughs> the, like, I just forgot everything about that game. Cause I hated it. That's probably healthy. It, yeah, totally. I beat it in three days and then wanted to kill myself for weeks afterwards. Um, <laughs> even like more than usual. Um, and yeah, so I just think that like it's a it's like I don't know, it's an interesting game because it it takes a really ambitious concept, does a pretty good job with it, and then they do worse and worse with it every time afterwards. Okay. Last thing I gotta say that really always like ties in all the like emotions and good shit in this game, the music slaps. The music oh. is so good. Dude, there there's a whole like three hour track of just like relaxing sounds from uh Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. And I listened to that. Like when I woke up this morning, I was like, the intro music is really oh. good. That little piano. It's that Disney. Comes it's in. how they get you. It's, it's like they yeah. copied all the feels that you get from every Disney experience and they put it into that game. Yeah. And they combine that with like a little more orchestral, like kind of like Final Fantasy, like RPG stuff. But like and even like the intro song that plays in the very beginning is like this like weird kind of like disco, like girl track from uh Utada Hikara like it's it's so good simple and clean is such a good song and like a good video game like goes from good to great when it has like songs that like make you remember it again and bring it back yeah absolutely I mean it's the soundtrack is just on like it's so good um and it's one, it's one of those things that just like really works about this game that like I like I said I just never found I didn't fall in love with this game really ever but I found it to be like so compelling and interesting and like it did get me into other shit which is always kind of fun i i don't know i'm very i'm a big fan of the attempt of this game like the ambition of this game is what makes it so cool to me like this is crazy it's a crazy fucking idea <laughs> yeah it's like and, a truly and- a bug fuck crazy thing to want to do yep absolutely and you got to respect that and you got to respect all the heart and soul of this game, even if you d- it didn't work for you personally. Yeah. I mean, it's clear that the folks who made it super duper love, uh, both Disney and the square Enix shit. Like they mm. love it to death. Um, and there you could, the fact that you can kind of feel that is pretty like makes the game kind of worth it on its own. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see what our final thoughts are right after this commercial break. Wow. 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 <laughs> Hey, 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 Lux, I've got four words for you. All right, tell them to me. Space, ice cream, milkshake. Now, Griffin, you know milkshake's one word. If you split up the words in the right way, oh, no, it's that's four. Why no, never mind. No, space, you got it. You got it. Ice space, cream, milkshake. Ice cream's two words. Anyways, we don't need to get into this. What I want to know is what the fuck are you talking about there, bud? I've got four more words. Okay. It is a good product. That's five, but okay. Um, no, okay, cool. 
but what is it? Like when you say, I'm just, you got me, you got in the room. You said space ice cream milkshake and you're in the room, but you gotta tell me what's going on here, but. Well, we all know canonically in space, no one can hear you scream, but now no one can hear you cream, baby. That's right. Kill me. We're doing, <laughs> good God. Milkshakes are too loud. And now we're making them in space where no one can hear and so no one can steal your milkshake. Don't you hate when you're making a milkshake and everyone in the neighborhood's like, oh, someone's making a milkshake. Hey, make me one too. And they're like, yeah, when they swarm the streets because they can hear my blender going off and they now bust down the walls of my house. Oh, what's that? Oh, shit, here she is again. Is that a milkshake you're making? No, it's my personal milkshake and it's, uh, you know what, that's it. I'm going to space. So if you want a milkshake in the privacy of your own home in outer space, you're going to need a space ice cream milkshake, and you're going to need to use the promo code GAMEBOYS when you go to spaceicecreammilkshake.com to get 10% off on your next order. Use the promo code for words, GAMEBOYS. Hey there, Internet. Welcome back to the Game Boys Podcast. My name is still Lux. I'm still your host. Your host is still Griffin Davis. Your guest is still Katie Molinaro, and we're still talking about Kingdom Hearts. That's part of the show where you rate that game, boys, girls, and friends beyond the binary. This is where we give our final thoughts and rate this game on a scale from one to five joysticks, five being the best. Katie, you are our guest, so common courtesy dictates you go first. Start with your final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. I think it is a fun game to uh, escape. Um life you know it's just like <laughs> i go to disneyland to escape all the time you know i recommend getting a pass if you want to like you know save some money Therapy's expensive so like you can either play kingdom hearts and like get caught up in all these little disney worlds and like not even care if the game makes sense because it doesn't or you can go to disneyland either way great escape i rate it um you know as far as games go eight out of ten Nice, which we then can divide down to four, four out of five. five. Oh, okay. You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna go back. All right. So you know what? Uh oh. Three out of five. Whoa! <laughs> I want to go back to eight out of ten. Sorry, bro. Appreciate Katie's perspective oh. because I basically agree. I think it's a really Shit. cool idea. It's like a four point five out of five idea, but it's only really like a three out of five game. Yeah. Because it's clunky sometimes and it's repetitive. Like but it is fun. It's fun, and it like meant something to me as a kid, which is cool. Uh, I I I think that her review is based on a blockbuster edition, which was scratched. Um, so there might be a little bit of uh, techni- technicalities with with her rating, but I'll accept it. And Lux, there was no surprises from you, and guys. There's gonna be no surprises from me either. Uh, this game kind of has it all. It's simple. The story is satisfying. The worlds are fun to go to. The music is iconic. The gameplay overall, without some little hitches here or there, is fun to play. I'm giving it my patented five out of five joysticks. It's one of my favorite games of all time. I've played it so many times. It is the DNA of of everything good about Kingdom Hearts and, and sort of it's what I choose to remember in these dark modern times. Yeah, okay. Yeah, All right, fair like- enough. It's your anchor, it's your anchor to some kind of light. Um speaking of that, let's do a quick segment before we go. And that segment is going to be a quick trip back to the Build a Boss Workshop. Okay. Where you guys are gonna to get to build <laughs> a new Kingdom Hearts boss. Sure. Out of three parts, we'll start with the legs. Okay. Do you want the Ursula squid legs or the tornado, the bottom half of a tornado from Hercules 
or regular Maleficent legs? Uh, the bottom of the tornado. Okay, yeah, we're going bottom of tornado for sure is the bottom. Yeah. All right, middle it's a part. a freaky bottom. Middle part. Do you want uh, mm. the middle part of Ursula? Do you want... <laughs> okay. I feel like she, she's got... She's like one of the only ones with a really cool, distinct look. You know what I mean? She's got big tits. She's thick. She's yeah. thick. She, she, she got big tits. She's thick. She's thick. Sorry. I got Sorry about in, that. I got Sorry about that. She thick. Throat. I kissed her and then I imagined her boobies. <laughs> this is a cartoon I'm talking about, uh, by the way. This yeah, is, so no, this no, is okay. So it's all cool. It's all cool. It's a cartoon. It's not real. Um, um, but do you I'm want, not objectifying a woman. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm it's objectifying, just shapes and pixels. She looks hot. She looks hot. She looks hot. Uh, I'm, object, I'm objectifying a drawing, which is an object yeah. in its own way. Yes. Um, but do you want the middle part of Ursula complete with the thickness and large boobies? Or do you want the middle part of that fire monster? Or do you want... That fire monster? Isn't there the fire... Oh, no. Sorry. The middle part of... Tornado monster? No. The, the middle part of Hades, okay. the flaming man. Uh-huh. Or do you want... A the middle part of the genie version of Jafar when he's <laughs> the like part the, of genie the genie version, version the of red Jafar. one. The red oh one. shit! Yeah. Uh, I I gotta support women on this one. That's, I need Ursula yeah. boobs. I think we're doing Ursula boobs. Right. I think it's gonna be a titty tornado. Titty All right, tornado. So you got the bottom of a tornado. The the central part of Ursula, and for the head, do you want Oogie Boogie, uh, Pete the weird <laughs> dog man? Uh, or Maleficent, the evil queen. I mean, uh, okay. I, th- I say Oogie Boogie. Uh, yeah, I mean, I say Oogie Boogie. I want to support women, but you know, I already did. You got to have equal representation. So. I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think I think Oogie's a queen. So yeah, Oogie Boogie a, a is the best character. With, I think Oogie's pretty drag. Yeah. Oh, so drag. I love, <laughs> I love Oogie Boogie. <laughs> Um, put him in put him in we're feeling good about this boss lock feeling good feeling good what you got is a boss with the legs that are the bottom of a tornado the middle (laughs) part of Ursula the sea witch and the head of Oogie Boogie the spooky bag someone draw it yeah Lux Uh, has to draw it every time I don't have hands to draw with oh no I have hands for other stuff but not drawing Um, Mm, oh it's weird (laughs) it's a a weird operation we're we're running over here. stuff list the stuff literally anything that isn't drawing okay um i can clap big time I, i'm a god i don't want to hear this list well that was the show okay thank, thank you so much for being for coming on, game on boys you've been a fucking me. mega rad guest i'm sure the people who listen to the show would like to find out where they can find more of you so where is that uh follow me on instagram at eat it katie or on tiktok at eat it katie to music where i uh Hell eat yeah. To uh, different beats, baby. <laughs> Fuck, dude. She's on TikTok. She's she's Yo, about dude. to make a million. Yo, I, I'll partner with TikTok. Oh, wow. <laughs> TikTok partner. Hashtag TikTok partner. <laughs> it's I'm official. Just, <laughs> it's huge. It's blowing TikTok. up. <laughs> it blow, it's blowing up. TikTok. It's not significant other anymore. It's TikTok partner. <laughs> Hi, this is me and my Howdy, TikTok partner, partner Bethany. Uh, we've been TikToking for about six months now. It's getting pretty serious. Um, oh yeah, baby. Um, Griffin, do you have anything specific? You, have, nope. you, you do. No, don't you have your show thing? Or is oh, that yeah. gonna already uh, this happened? This is gonna come out. This is gonna come out after the show. Um, so. Okay, it went great. It went, it went great. Incredible. It went so good. Oh my god! Wow! Don't yell at me. Um, 
And then uh, the PWR Indiegogo will be dropping on Monday. So keep a lookout for the next fundraising activity for my show. Please keep the, an eye on that. Please keep a lookout. Please don't. No there'll be a video. Uh, that's some nice. What flavor is that? Oh, Pample Moose. We're choosing, um, to, we're choosing to promote La Croix Pample Moose as well at the end here. Yeah. Get some yourself some La Croix Pample Moose. It'll brighten up your day. And yeah, uh, look at the look for the Indiegogo. You can get T-shirts. And I think we're doing tote bags this time and mall mall cop security badges and other weird stuff. So take a look at that and donate, please. And that will do it for our show. That is it for today. So my name is Lux. I'm your host, your co-host Griffin Davis. Your guest is Kitty Molinaro. Your editor and producer is Haley Clement. Your international music is by Matthew Morton. Your art is by Brittany Metz. Goodbye, Internet. We love you very much. Kingdom Hearts. <laughs>